You are now tuned in to the real Coach JB Slap It Podcast. Last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top, we gon' see, it's a last chance for you, last chance for me, it's a last chance for you, last chance for me, it's a last chance for you, last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top, we gon' see, it's a last chance for you, god damn, you already discounted, <laughs> yeah, you already discounted yeah, on that, George, <laughs> hey, so I wanna thank everybody for listening in, man, we're at the Nashville, uh, National Culture Convention, the AFCA. This is 19 years in a row that I've been here. Um, you know, me and, me and Coach Hagen at Colorado's been here a long time. We're with a couple friends in the audience. Um, George uh, Bodecker's uh, been gracious enough to uh, grace our presence, and he's came out here, and uh, he's a big supporter of Colorado and University of Colorado. He owns a couple, a lot of businesses here in town in Nashville, and uh, go visit uh, the Acme Restaurant Bar and Grill right down the street. It's four levels. Uh, it's a great, great environment. It's got a lot of different food and uh, great, great. Uh, they got singers and performers that come in there on a daily basis. So you guys can go out down there and enjoy the time right there on uh, right down the street here in that downtown Nashville. So Acme, A-C-M-E. Um, so listen, man, we're getting into it. Uh, appreciate Darren Hagan. Like I said, he won the national championship in Colorado, 1990. Um, he is the brass, and, uh, you know, he he's holds a lot. His footprints are in the sand at the University of Colorado there in Boulder. And uh, before we get into our guests and all that stuff, man, we got a couple things. You know, the Houston Astros fired. Uh, first, the, the Major League Baseball suspends the GM and the head coach or the manager. Uh, and then a couple, about an hour later, they fire their ass. Um, you know, you guys got any thoughts? It's open mic. I mean, you guys got any thoughts? You know, Darian played in the NFL as well as I did. Um, you know, we all have, uh, you know, professional players playing. Um, you know, I, I, it was a hammer that was dropped. To me, I thought it was something that's, you know, un, it hasn't happened before. I mean, you know, you, you argue that the Patriots could have had this same situation happen by the NFL. Goodell didn't want to do it. Um, Major League Baseball dropped the hammer, and then, the, and then the owner, as he should have, he's like, fuck, I'm not going to sit out a year without a GM and a coach, so fuck it, we'll fire him. And they're gonna fi they fired him just recently here today and uh, live. So you guys got any thoughts on, on that whole Houston Astros? I think I'm an L.A. guy. The fucking Dodgers should have got the Sca World Series now. That they a scapegoat. That scapegoat, huh? They got to put something out there. Shit. They, they just show them that they mean business, but everybody fucking doing it. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. You know how that go. Yeah. I won't speak too much on that, but you I don't know. What do you think, Darren? <laughs> Baseball manager to me is a mystery because you can have Kansas City go out and kick tail on everybody with one tenth the and they got managers that are really good that get booted for really no reason. And you got owners who you wouldn't let around your teenage children. <laughs> yeah, no sure. I agree. No doubt. <laughs> I think it was stupid, though, in my opinion, that uh, they, that they did it, it or that they did it, yeah, not, yeah. not get fired, that they went, yeah. you know, above and beyond the game, yeah. you know, and, and to, to, cir to circumvent playing. Yeah. You know, yeah. I thought, you know, I didn't think that was something that at that level should never be done or even tolerated. No doubt. Getting to the next topic, you know, we get we usually start off with some hot topics, then we get into our meat and potatoes. Then we have our slap dick of the day uh, award or slap dick of the week. Um, you know, I got to get into this. I've been discussing this for a while. I'm from, you know, everybody knows where I'm from and what I represent. But 
talking to Darian, having Darian here on the show, you know, he's an African-American black male, obviously, in the coaching profession, where, you know, he's at the Division I level. Um, I think I've been saying this for a long time. I've been on ESPN, Fox, and Pac-12 Network, and, you know, I've been known as controversial a little bit, but, you know, fuck them. Um, but basically what I'm telling everyone is that this is a recyclable business. I think the same coach gets rehired at these big-time schools, and I'll never put Darian in harm's way or any, by any questions, but, you know, there's a epidemic out there that black coaches are, we're lacking black African-American coaches in the profession, in the NFL level. Um, we have this Rooney rule that's out there. We both have a good friend named Eric Bieniemy who's out there coaching with the Chiefs. He's the offensive coordinator and uh, under a great coach, Andy Reid. But yet, he continues to be passed over, and that goes for a lot of coaches. You know, Dallas brought in Marvin uh, Lewis for a fucking token interview. And I got my process on it. I got uh, my thoughts on it. Um, you know, until there's a black owner in the NFL, I don't believe it'll ever change. Um, I think the black owners out there that are that are billionaires, if there's any black billionaires, the Oprah Winfrey's, the Michael Jordans, the Tyler Perry's, the Beyonce's and Jay-Z's, those guys need to go out and get an NFL franchise. Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of people out there that need to do yeah. that. Until then, I, I just I don't feel sorry because there's people out there that have the opportunity to show it. But unless they do it, there's going to be black coaches continue to get passed over. And I think Marvin Lewis, um, who I know, I think he should have denied the fucking interview and said, put his foot down and said, fuck this. I'm not doing this token interview. Um, because at the end of the day, the agents know about their client if they're going to have a shot at getting this job or not. And knowing the business, I know the ins and outs. I know that that's the deal. And Marvin knew. He probably took it for a PR deal. And... You know, and tell some guys to put their foot down and say, fuck you, I'm not doing this shit. I'm not doing this Rooney interview. Um, I don't know if there's ever going to be uh, a change. So I'm going to ask Darren. He's a black coach in this business. He's been through it all. And, and, I, and you know, I, I want him to be as vanilla as possible with this because of what he is and what he does. But what's your thoughts, Darren? I mean, how do you think about, you know, Eric being passed over? Uh, you know, you got Tomlin in the league. You got... You got, got my man down in Miami doing well. I thought he did a hell of a fucking job to finish the season. I think Tomlin did a hell of a job with what they had with all the injuries and A.B. and Ben getting hurt. Um, but I just don't think we have enough. Uh, you know, if you look at the college level, you only have, fuck, seven African-American athletic directors at the FBS level. Um, you know, you've got like 18 in the NCAA. I mean, you know, it's just, it's just not enough. And, and, you know, to me, women and African-Americans are on the same level and the same page. I think it's still a man's world. Um, but, you know, I don't know what you think about the black coach being looked over. Well, in my opinion, you know, that's something that I try to stay away from, mm -hmm. uh, the controversy behind that. Mm -hmm. You know, um, there's a lot of really good, smart African-American coaches, really good, smart, you know, women coaches. And I try to stay away from that. but. I think that, you know, everyone deserves a chance. Eric really des deserves a chance. You know, it's the third year in a row that uh, he's, he's gotten interviewed and uh, hasn't really got a, a legitimate shot. But at the same time, I know Eric, and I, he's going to keep working his butt off. He's not going to complain. And that's the most important thing. You know, don't complain. Just keep doing what you do. You know, and uh, at the end of the day, you'll get rewarded 
you know, just by staying humble and staying, staying with the process. No doubt. So you're saying, you know, quit bitching, quit the bitching and moaning, just keep your foot on the, on the gas pedal and keep grinding. And that's what we all got to do in this coaching profession. That's what it is. It's results-oriented, as yeah. I've always said. And, uh, you know, hey, um, you can't cry and uh, overspill milk. Right. It is what it is. And these owners are these gray hair owners that are going to continue to, uh, you know, control the marketplace, and they're going to continue to hire who they want. And, uh, you know, the Browns hire a guy that was an OC at the Vikings. I mean, it's just, to me, it's crazy. I mean, I, I don't understand. You, you're going down the same path, uh, the same direction. You got you to gotta manage a guy like uh, Baker Mayfield with a great, talented group of receivers. You got OBJ. You got all these guys there, and yet you're unable to produce. I mean, that's a lack of uh, discipline, a lack of uh, buying, I believe. In my opinion, you got too much talent to be that shitty. Like I said, though, you are what you are. A square is a square, a circle is a circle. The Cleveland Browns are what the fuck they are. The L.A. Clippers are what the fuck they are. Um, they're the JV team. Champions. And uh, I've never seen them win a uh, hang a banner in Staples, bro. Um, but anyway, uh, Lakers got 16 hanging. Um, but, you know, the Clippers are what they are. Um, George, what do you think? You got any in input on this? You, you well, know, you've been a very successful man in yeah, this world. Yeah, first, first of all, yeah. just to get the humor out of the way, they're called the Cleveland fucking Browns, so hire a black guy. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no shit. Hey. Or hire me, and my last name's Brown. That ownership group is shit the way is everybody. I mean, you know the best thing coming out of Cleveland? is when they trade you. <laughs> wow. No they, shit. They just suck, and they have so much money, which tells you that I'm not going to disperse the owner's name because... He's very prominent here, and he's really, really rich. He probably, if he drops his wallet, it'll break my collarbone. So, but they don't even know how to manage managing, which means you put something in place and yeah. you, you do the fundamentals. Like when he played at Colorado, we, we got a coach after the worst years before he came. I was there, and like we, he didn't, we didn't know he didn't know how to have uh, culture. They don't have it at the Browns. They don't have discipline. Because what are they going to do? Trade you? That's yeah. I, I'd be throwing glasses against the wall to get away from the Browns right now. Right. And so what they have to do is do all the steps that these guys understand to make a team and a city. So yeah. that's how I feel. Lacks culture, lacks discipline, dedication, desire, all that stuff is what you got to have to have a great program. So buying uh, in, you got to buy in. Huh? Not buying. Well, when in doubt, we can start. go back to the fact that they're called the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> no how doubt. many coaches have they gone through in the last five years? That just show you right there. It's so just, this was no Kitchen's. This, was this Kitchen's first year? Yeah. So Kitchen got one year. One year. To me, it's unfair. He, I don't he blame actually Kitchen. got nine games when they decided. I, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't blame Kitchen one bit. I blame you know upper management. I blame it's the same old, same old. I mean, you know, I think Mayfeld is uh, overrated as you can get. I think he's cancerous. I don't think he's very good. I think Rex Ryan hit it on the head. I think Rex Ryan called it. He's coaching NFL. I, I love Rex. I think he called it on the spot. I mean. I think Baker is overrated. I think he's a one-read guy and put, tucks the ball and tries to improvise. And he's got too much talent around him to be that average. Uh, they had two great running backs. They had a fucking de good defense. I, I just don't understand. Um, you know, you're three and out. I don't care how good your defense is as a football guy. You're, you're going to struggle. And your defense on the field, 75, 80 plays in the NFL a game, um, you're in trouble. So I think the offense hurt him. And Kitchens, I think, was more of a fan than a coach, but I just still don't blame him. I think he was there uh, a little too – I didn't think he had enough time to really even put his foot or his, his stamp on this thing. So, you know, there's a lot of upper – you know, shit rolls downhill. 
And uh, I think that there's uh, bigger problems there than just the head football coach. So uh, we'll see how that goes and how that plays out. But um, getting to uh, the meat and potatoes of this deal, you know, we're in the AFCA National Coach Convention here in Nashville. Great venue at the Opryland, great Gaylord Opryland. Um, a great, great uh, situation. Spree's never been here. Um, he loves it already. Yeah, and be- beautiful place. Never beautiful been place. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're here. We're here at uh, the Tin Roof on yeah. Broadway. Yeah. Um, you guys come down and peep this place out. It's a nice place on the strip. But, um, but Nash- Nashville's just like L.A. I walked around to go get a cigar, and I've seen the same kind of shit I see in L.A. So not far from home. <laughs> you mean there's some cats on the street? Yeah, there's a few dudes on the street. Yeah. You know, I yeah. had to give a few bucks out. You know, <laughs> shit. Yeah, hey. That's everywhere yeah, in America. America. Yeah, yeah. That's everywhere. Just, yeah. just How many with- white folks you see? Uh, well, I'm with Too you, many. so I saw one so far. Not me. Not. I'm talking about oh, yeah, street. Never mind. So, it's a lot, of, a lot of white people here. Yeah. It's a lot. That you had to give dollars to? I know where to take dollars the turf. Dollars to? No. <laughs> take Free will and see the black people. If I gave it to them, if I gave it to them, they would invest it. I would have gained money, but I I can't gain money if I'm just giving away to the brothers from LA. (laughs) God damn, that's why this is a slap dick podcast, Keith. Uh, My main man, Keith Donaldson, in the audience. If you guys don't know, you young coaches over here from Indiana, that he coached Richard Sherman, he raised Richard Sherman, so that he's coached a lot of NFL guys, so. Who is that? Who said San Francisco? Okay. <laughs> yep. Good. Hey, congratulations. You got one guy. So. Hey, uh, okay. Coach, I can't understand what you're saying, but I want to let you know something. I guarded Steve Kerr. <laughs> Steve Kerr. Yeah, yeah. He's all right. He's, hey, it's not, hey, remember this. Coaching's fucking overrated. Jimmy's and Joe's, it ain't X's and O's. Steve Kerr didn't do very good until fucking KD got there, bro. <laughs> That's why I Joe's. could guard him. Remember, Mark Jackson had the same fucking head. They had a hell of a team, too. Wait, so yeah, yeah, wait. Uh, Steve Kerr that, came that in. That is Mark Jackson's fucking team. It's yeah. not Steve Kerr's hell team. Hell yeah, it is. Really I know. Get to it. I know, but unfortunately, he didn't win it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Pacer, oh, yeah. huh? Oh, yeah. Pacer. Hey, but listen, we're getting to the meat and potatoes, man. Um, I wanted to talk to Darren. You know, he won the national championship. What, what fans want to know? What's it like? What's that exhilaration like? What's the, what's the, uh, you know, what's the feeling like to win an Addy uh, at that four-year level? Back in the day, the heyday, you're in the heyday with Nebraska, Oklahoma, Colorado. Um, you're playing against these great people that's come through. A lot of LA talent that was recruited to the Midwest at that time. We're all from LA. Grew up together. What uh, how how was the feeling to bring a title home to Colorado, where you chose to re, re, to go and get it recruited through the process by Coach Mack, a great human being, obviously, and a builder of men. Um, how how was that process, and and you know what chose you know what made you choose Colorado, and then uh, how was it when you did choose it to to finally, with the end result being a national championship? I know my greatest quote in the world is doing something that others say you couldn't do. Right. Um, you know, how was that feeling? It was awesome, man. You know, first of all, during the recruiting process, you know, I got my five schools that I wanted to go to. I wanted to go to University of Washington, University of Arizona, Oklahoma, Nebraska, and Colorado. And uh, I took my first official visit to Oklahoma, 
And while on my visit there, I, um, you know, <laughs> have my big Jerry curl and have a big gold <laughs> chain on. And they had a kid named Jerry Parks who told me, uh, he asked me a question. He said, hey, are you going to go to school here? I said, yeah, I'm thinking about it. He goes, good, because that chain you got on, I'm going to steal that motherfucker. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow. I can't come to school here. My, this guy ain't even my teammate. Beef. He always want to steal from me right now. I, I can't go to school here. You're like, I came from L.A. I, yeah. I, I don't need that yeah, coming way over here. Right. I ain't trying to get in trouble yeah. away from home. And then um, I went to Nebraska, and I committed to him. And the whole time I was there, I was just uncomfortable because it was just – I'd never that been – I'd never been socks. Yeah, I'd never yeah. been, you know, outside the city. You know, and, and then being in Lincoln, Nebraska, it wasn't anything sort of similar to the city. So I was yeah. I was kind of intimidated, like, I, I got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> so I didn't, I, you know, I, I, I scratched him out. Then I went to uh, Arizona. Like I said, I had a big jerry curl, and it was hot as hell. I couldn't go swimming because I was going to mess my perm up. So I decided that I couldn't <laughs> well, go to school here. Well, at least you knew how to swim. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I went to University of Washington. <laughs> Rather than how to swim. And it rained the whole time, and same thing. I'm like, nah, I can't go to school here. Right. And then I went to uh, University of Colorado, and had we had 35 guys on, on our team from uh, Southern California. And it I felt like I, home. Just felt like home. I knew everyone. Everyone knew me, and it was just it, the place I was supposed to be, you know. And so we get there, and you know, my first year, and everyone was, you know, into themselves. It was like a real selfish environment, you know. It wasn't a team-oriented uh, program, and you know, we, we wind up, you know, finishing eight and three, going to a bowl game, but we, you know, we wasn't satisfied. And uh, after our bowl game, we, we found out that our starting quarterback, I was the backup then, our starting quarterback had uh, inoperable stomach cancer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that when we, we found out he only had six months to live, that wow. brought all our team, you know, really together from the coaches on down. Sal Onessi. Sal Onessi was his name. Wow. You know, uh, where's he from? He was from uh, Oceanside, California, yeah. right outside San Diego. And... That brought our team together, man, and, you know, it, it galvanized us. You know, we, we all started playing for each other. You know, it wasn't about me first. It was, it was us. It was team. And we, we took on our, uh, our saying was, you know, uh, win for each other. And we knew that if we played for each other and played for Colorado on the front and our, our last name on the back, we could accomplish anything. And that's exactly what we did. You know, we went out and we, we fought, you know, every game, man. We fought down to the wire. No one gave up. No one looked up at the clock. We went, we went to the final whistle. And at the end of the day, you know, we wound up being, uh, being national champions. And to be able to do that at a place like Colorado, which was unexpected, you know, and to beat to beat all the schools that said that you could go to Colorado and never could accomplish anything, and we did that. That was one thing that uh, I never took for granted, and it's something that you know, especially dear to me. And, you know, I, I, I'm gonna go to my grave with that that memory. Hell yeah! It ain't about me; it's about us. That was my staff motto. That was our team motto. So I get it. Uh, you know, you got to get buy-in. And Coach Mack, I know, was a great. Uh, he knew how to massage, uh, turn young boys into men, and I know you're probably grateful forever to Coach Mack. I Absolutely. He's a great one. Um, George, I want to talk to you. Man, I know you've been very successful. I mean, maybe all the listeners out there want to know what does it take to get, you know, maybe, to, you know, it, we talked about this education thing. 
George, I got a, uh, you know, I, I was on Netflix, obviously, the most watched show on Netflix, and the people asked me, you know, about education. The producer kept asking me, and I think it's very overrated. I think the paper that you earn, that degree that you earn, I think you almost could wipe your ass with it. You'll never make uh, the money that it's worth that you take loans out with um, in your life, probably to pay off and live comfortably. I mean, the, the, the degree is almost... To this, to me, I think there's more. Um, I think there needs to be some more, uh, you know, entrepreneurship being taught at the college level. I think there needs to be some more trade. Um, I think there's too much of this. Go for this degree, get this piece of paper, and take out a hundred thousand dollars in fucking loans and pay that shit back while you get a forty thousand dollar job. Um, I think it's a results-oriented business. I think we live in a hands-on, experience-based life, and. Um, what made you so successful for young guys? I mean, is it worth getting a degree? I, I think degrees worth getting, obviously. I just don't think it is what people think it is. I think there's people out there without a degree that's very successful out there. They grinded, uh, turned over rocks, and made things happen. But, you know, um, if you were talking to some young people that needed some, uh, some help out there, what, what do you advise? Well, you know, I know you were a grinder. Well, now I'm just, I'll just give you a little history story. My, my mother left when I was eight, and she took my little sister and my dog. My dad kicked me out when I was 15, so I went to work. I then tried to play college basketball. I just wasn't good enough. And as my football coach said, Sam Pagano, who he knows is a legend, he said, Bodecker, you're just fast enough to get hit over the middle once you put your hands on it. <laughs> so I played basketball, and then I broke a foot, and I went to work. And what I decided was that all the people that attracted me had helped children. So I don't know if you guys know this, but Tom Monahan, who owned uh, the Detroit Tigers, he's an orphan. Dave Thomas, who was the founder of Wizzy, he's an orphan. Wow. And they both interviewed me when I finished my apprenticeship at uh, Crocs, I'm just going to say Domino's before Crocs, and they wanted to hire me because they were orphans and they figured out where I came from. So, you know, when you get on a team and you're like Darian and you're absolutely a pioneer because Lily White Boulder had never had this many brothers in it since as far as I knew. And my father was a personal trainer for all the pros. And all of a sudden we started having these wonderful people come in that actually would okay. fit in and have to deal with that Sorry, white neighborhood stuff. And when I saw who Mac brought in, I became from Mac. He and his, his goddaughter was my nanny. I made so many beautiful friendships with it. What you understand is that if you have a system and you stick with it, it's going to be better successful. That's why when I went to Quiznos, I realized it was just a shit show. Wow. And Domino's knew everything. So I just changed the little ingredients in them and took his. And that's the kind of thing that the great coaches like McCartney have done is they change the mood. And so now, you know, it's not odd for us to have men of color on the campus. Yeah. And, uh, and, and then the next thing is that if they would think it through, it's 7% of head coaches are black. Well, last time I checked, besides myself, 30 years, 90% of the athletes that made a difference and were leaders from Walter Payton on to Reggie White to my favorites, the Damian Thomason who's a personal friend, to the, go back to the baseball players that have just turned to Ozzie Smith, I call my friend. And I'm like, why don't you have a manager job? It's just, it's a farce. Wow. Yeah. Ozzie Smith went to my high school. Really? He did? Yeah, graduated, <laughs> him and um, Eddie Murray graduated with my mom. 
Yeah. Now, is that around the same time as Daryl Strawberry? Or is he no, Daryl was a little, little uh, later. Uh, this They're is later? like in 69, 70. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Daryl so came with in the 80s. Boss, yeah, if I, so I was a ball boy uh, for the CU football team in 1972, 1973, and I got chin straps from everyone because that was my deal. I loved chin straps, and I didn't really have a family at home. And the first four I got were from Cliff Branch, which is literally, besides a couple guys, the only black face on the team, and he'd just been in the Olympics. And they're saying, we're all saying, why don't you give him the ball more? Yeah. No one wanted to accept that in the Big A. It was in Nebraska. We were number one for a bit, Oklahoma and Colorado. Yeah. I have that. And Phil Irwin's the guy on the, on the front cover, not Hale. Yeah. So I had a paper route that delivered to them. And I'm like, okay, why are these guys not getting hired? And then, you know, we had our friend Vance Johnson get a... About eight months yeah. to figure out the all of Elway's fuck-ups. I don't care if you're listening, John. <laughs> and, and, and then, you know, just summarily just dismissed out of town. And then, you know, you look at a, well, I could give you a, look at the Cowboys and what Jerry Jones did. And I have nothing against the redhead, but he's always sucked. <laughs> and who, who wouldn't have Marvin Lewis over him? You're, you're out of your mind. Wow. So it's just a matter of opportunity happening. And that's what I do in my life by teaching kids how to get to the next step. But, you know, the NFL is a tight little fraternity. And, you know, you generally win the, what my kids did, the, the sperm lottery. You were my kid. Mm. That's the only way they're in there because half of them are baseline incapacitated. Yeah. <laughs> I, I used to tell some of my players their daddy needed to pull out. So I understand your sperm uh, comment. You no, know, I changed that last word. <laughs> You let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. A lot of our friends out there, they, they wear your shoes. What, what made you think of coming up with Crocs? What, 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 how did you come up with that creation, and how has it become so successful? Well, uh, I was listening to a board meeting at Quiznos, and I'd built 3,500 stores. I was the reason that, that we were the biggest growing franchise in the country. And I heard the CEO saying, I hate his Guts. Yeah, yeah. And you can, you can cuss you can on cut. Go ahead. Go for it. Could be bad because I was banging his girlfriend too. But <laughs> the fact is, I was doing my job and he had a plot to fire me. So I kept shorting the stock and then doing worse things. And they had to give me a big check. And I knew that we all had to have a pair of shoes that you use on a boat that will not mark a deck. So I invented a material. Right. Call me what you will. Yeah. <laughs> I go to genius. <laughs> uh, yes, you are. And I will give away $100 million to children's charities without raising a penny by the time I'm 60. I would do the same, but I just don't have the money right now to do it. <laughs> $100. Hey, kudos to you. Hey, we'll, get, we'll get hey. Latrell Sprewell to pitch in 10000 yeah, That's right. That's, that's right. supposedly but, but his 30, cousin. But 32 never... million is not enough to feed his family, supposedly. I'll, I'll let him choke me like he did that coach. <laughs> I don't want to choke you, Bo. I'll, I'll save that for the, the no, ladies. Latrell. Oh. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> So, so, George, I know you, you've been successful. I wanted all you Nashville fans out there, Nashville uh, people that live in Nashville, you guys make sure you understand and understand what George is doing for the community. He's, got, he's created a uh, – maybe, George, I'll let you tell it. You've created some schools and some campuses here for uh, underprivileged and uh, disabilities people. So why don't you go ahead and tell what you're doing. Oh, so I came here in 2011. 
and I just came to do music. So I was just living like with the Rolling Stones. Bo, uh, has, Bo has great music, by the way. I didn't mean to cut you off. You have great music. By Thank the way. you very much. Great music. And uh, as soon as I started driving around, uh, I had a really hot girlfriend in a Rolls Royce, and I kept going <laughs> by the Nashville Rescue Mission, and then they said, we need 950 turkeys for Thanksgiving. It's the 23rd of November. I'm thinking, I'm starting to get really guilty because I'm going down to my yacht that's in Gulf Shores. And so I pull over there, and I get in there to the buzzer door because it's a homeless shelter, and you got to get waved and everything. I had to take my pistol and put it back in the car. Uh, and uh, then uh, the guy and I said, uh, who's in charge of the turkeys? And this lady comes out, she's like 68 or so. So she goes, I'm in charge of the turkeys, young man. Here's your receipt, it's $22. I said, no, all the fucking turkeys. <laughs> so I bought $26,000 worth of turkeys and then went happily off to Gulf Shores with my 22-year-old girlfriend. <laughs> and then they asked me to a board meeting and I donated $6 million to rebuild the mission. Wow. And I've been here ever since. We're building a school for special needs kids in East Nashville, Riverside and Porter. Hey, waitress, hey, young lady. Young lady, young lady. Miss Castro. Amy. Amy. <laughs> Amy. Amy. Is that, is so I'm building a school at Riverside and Porter in East Nasty. Yeah, I bought the Episcopal Church and the elementary school, and I'm building a, a special needs cooking school. And Nurses for Newborns is going to be there. Fanny Battle will be the, the daycare. Thistle Farms will be all the abused women, and then a couple of men, because I've seen them get smacked around, but <laughs> mostly just women. And we're doing a special needs cooking school, so everyone gets certificates to work at places like this, because all they really want is an apron and a chance That's and right. a name tag. So that's what we're doing. That's awesome. I'll spend $10 million Remember, in Amy, next year. Every day's an interview, Amy. You never knew who's here. Yes, yes. Hired. That's right. If you guys don't know what Manscaped is, you better Google it. Uh, they were on Shark Tank, and uh, they basically turned down Mark Cuban, and they went they went abroad, and they ended up making a great uh, great product. But basically, um, in the best of men's below the belt grooming, Manscaped offers precision and engineered tools for your family jewels. If you are going to pick any New Year's resolution this year, let it be to take care of your junk. Manscaped is making it easy with their men's grooming products. Spree, I don't know if you've had any issues down there below the belt. I know you do. Um, but, you know, you know, we went to college together. I try to tell people this motherfucking shit looked like a goddamn Chia pet. And he had to shave it. So, uh, you know, we've already told our story. You know, we all, we all appreciate Manscaped. So that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology. So this trimmer won't nick or snag. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing deodorant and moisturizer. Which you need. For your balls. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, at manscaped.com. That's a, with a D, manscaped.com. Start the new year off with the right way by using the best tools for the job. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off, free shipping with the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. <laughs> So I appreciate it. Darren, you know, we got the national championship game coming from Nashville. We're here Monday. The game is in Louisiana. 
Um, actually, in New Orleans. Uh, they want to say it, New Orleans. New Orleans. Um, who do you got tonight? Uh, I got the fucking Tigers. Who do you got? I got the Tigers, too. I got the purple and gold Tigers. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm going with the fucking uh, orange and white Tigers. Spree, do you even fucking know who's playing? I, I, I have Long Beach State. Long Beach State, 49ers. Let's go, baby. They, well, George Allen died, and they fucking folded. It was Terrell Davis. Okay, oh, then I'll, I'll take UC Davis. Oh, okay. Hey, that was the first school that recruited me. Dan Hawkins. Was that I, Dan Hawkins. Dan Hawkins, baby. <laughs> I got recruited by UC fucking Davis. I got that letter while I, I was in class. I'm like, what the fuck is this, dog? You were shitty. Yeah, see, it didn't fucking sit Long Beach Poly kids didn't go to fucking UC Davis, Keith. God, I almost went. They, they well, recruited me, my too. My first letter, UC so Davis. Well, George, no offense, but you're white. Yeah. It's free. Should have never went to UC Davis. <laughs> There's too many bikes. That's the bike capital of the world, isn't it? What's that? Bikes. UC Davis has the most bikes, I guess. Yeah, yeah. They got all kinds of bikes. All kinds of bikes. <laughs> Who gives a shit? I didn't want to go to UC Davis. I wanted to go to UC. Yeah. They, they gave me a... UC. No. University yeah. of Colorado. Yeah. yeah. Most people don't know that. They think that uh, it's Colorado University. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's University of Colorado. University of Colorado. And, and, and a lot of people don't know this. They gave me a letter of intent, and they also gave me a scholarship acceptance letter, then dumped me for a 17-year NBA pro. No. <laughs> Shit, why they do that? Very good decision, by the way. <laughs> why they Jay do Huffy that shit, played bro? for the Bucks, he played for the Suns, and he played for the Celtics. Yeah. <laughs> George, what's next on your agenda? You got anything in the in Bruin in Nashville or anywhere else? Well, we're I have a record company and we got some really cool stuff going on with a couple super bands. Excuse, excuse and, me, bro, I didn't mean to cut you off, man, but if you need a, a hip hop producer, I'm here. Yeah, you know. That, no, I'm saying two, Marquee, 2000, but. 2000s, bro. That, that was it, it, uh, 2020, but that was 90s. That was I'm good shit. I'm not going inside See? seven miles. Yeah. <laughs> Forget it. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm hanging out at 12th and Big Beaver. <laughs> at the Nordstrom. At the Nordstrom's Cafe. That's what it is. They love us yeah. there. Oh, oh freaking help you. Those white ladies will think we have rhythm. Yeah, good. no, we got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, me go ahead, bro. Go ahead. You you do you doing what? <laughs> go ahead. You? What are you doing now? <laughs> you beat my <laughs> <laughs> So what do you got going, George, in Nashville? Well, I'm making a new record. Everybody can go on Spotify and buy it, or you can just come up here, and if you're absolutely stunning, I'll take you home and give you one after I redress you. <laughs> and I have a steam shower, too, and there's, oh, there's kind of fragrances and moisturizers in there. Yeah. That comes later. Oh, yeah, yeah. After you after use Manscaped. Buff top Hopefully after you Manscaped your balls. After Manscaped. After Manscaped. Make sure you Manscaped your balls. Luckily, I've done most of the work for you now. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. I might have missed something right near the, my vagina. Yeah. Ma <laughs> I think it's an asshole in actual technical terms. Well, Spree has a clip, too, so don't worry about nothing. You know what I hate worse? When someone goes, I'm going to take a shit. I don't know about you, but I give one. I'm you not, give it, yeah. Oh, you so say you're going to go over and take a shit for one of these guys? Don't you have enough in your own pants? You give a shit, and you don't wash up. That's disgusting. Oh, okay. Start at your head and go to your ass. Yeah. <laughs> 
me, me and Bo got to start our own damn podcast, man. I think I'm firing Coach Brown. Hey, my Indiana coaches, what's up, man? You guys got some questions? Or you want some live questions answered? Indiana in the house. Here we go. Indiana. All right, go ahead. Come get on the mic. There's some steps come over here. Come, come over here. Closer. Come up here. There's some steps over here. Let's go over here, youngster. Let's get the, come on. Oh, here we go. Come on up. We'll have no mic. But you, you can stand up real quick. Right here. We're right here. We're right here. All right, so my question is for uh, Coach Brown. You're not driving, are you? No, no. Do I sound? Do I sound? Like, yeah, I had a good time. Yeah, you man. sound kind of fucked I up. Know, no. that, all right. He's I, what's called whatever. the beginning of a slurry uh, bomber. Coach Brown. <laughs> um, I would say, uh, just a question. Do you do you feel like the as successful as last chance you was for for you and how how watched your seasons were? Do you feel like that hurt uh, or helped your coaching career? We'll plead the fifth. Claiming <laughs> uh, to be his lawyer. You know, man, I don't regret anything I did. I, right. I regret shit that I haven't done. Um, so I never look in the rearview mirror. I told people, take your fucking rearview mirror out your car because it deters away from your fucking what's ahead of you. Um, so I stopped thinking about what it did. The producer did a great job on the show. You know, he, he's, he's obviously there to make ratings, create a show that's the most watched show on Netflix, obviously. Um, the highest grossing show and all that. Um, and I, I accepted the shit. I had broad shoulders to take it. Um, you know, I don't regret looking back at that. But obviously, there's things in junior college, the coaches, the players, the intricacies that go into junior college that he did not understand as a producer. Um, you know, obviously, he's had great successful shows. But, you know, junior college, man, you have to know what that actually entails. And there's different yeah. life stories there. He didn't really know that. I think he's getting better at it, obviously. As it continues, season five will be coming um, to everybody. But, um, you know, there's things I wish they could have showed uh, that we did. Just understand everybody out there. They put me on show for 16 hours. They filmed me for 3,908 hours. So mm -hmm. just so you know, I mean, what else is in those hours? So oh, yeah. um, I don't know. I mean, uh, it is what it is, man. I, there's no, no learning back. I can't look back and say I wish I would have did this or that. I mean, I was always going to be myself regardless of a camera or a mic or whatever the fuck you threw in front of me. Oh, yeah. So I was going to do me, but at the same time... Um, you can't argue what we did there, you know. Uh, 100, 100 plus kids in three years, oh, yeah. um, highest graduation rate, um, et cetera, et cetera. We did that, and uh, you know, we we made history, and and we made uh, we put a small town on the map, and uh, and now uh, you know my friends uh, can continue the legacy. Coach Harris, Coach Donison at Independence, and they'll continue the legacy, and and. Uh, you know, we built a place that was probably the worst junior college in America, and now it's probably one of the top five um, junior colleges in the country. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, real quick, um, just... Well, hang a second. You're okay, dominating ahead, your time. Sorry. You can ask a question, sorry, but I have to answer his and thorough. Sorry, sorry, if yeah. you want to lose your rear view mirrors, just go park in their neighborhood and leave your car there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Good answer. Uh, it's gonna true. Uh, yeah. yeah, and then I just, a question I've just been thinking about, like, with how much success, I mean, man, I, I, I'm, I'm a true fan of, I mean, the two seasons, I was, I sat down and started the season, and, and I mean, I finished the season um, that night or maybe the next night, so I mean, true, obviously I mean, no girlfriend. I, I really did appreciate it, it was, it was, it was great coaching, and I, I love the seasons. Do you think if, uh, if, if whatever happened didn't happen, do you think, uh, you think you get a third season uh, at Independence? Oh, they were coming back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they were coming back, but, you know, it is what it is. I mean, it was time to part ways, and I'm glad that it was a, 
you know, it was, uh, you know, like they say, man, one, one man's, uh, you know, uh, trash is another man's treasure. Um, you know, it was time to go, and now there's a new person there to try to take over Coach Harris. He's going he's gonna to put his stamp on it. You know, everyone's different, and everyone does their own thing. And, um, you know, regardless of Last Chance U, I mean, we had, a, we had a very bad nucleus, I think, because of the cameras. Um, we had great talent. I mean, there's no reason we shouldn't have won uh, every game. We lost games by one point, one point, three points, you know, seven points. Um, yeah, you know, sometimes it, the cameras are too big for young coaches and young kids, and that's what it was, and I think that's truly what happened. And uh, Coach Harris did a great job. They ended up winning the conference this year um, with the cameras away from them, you know what I mean? And that's, I think it was probably a lot less stress on Coach Harris and a lot of those guys because there's no fucking camera in your face and you don't got to worry about what you say. And those kids can focus on school and getting a scholarship and playing hard. And um, that I, I, I miss that aspect of it, you know what I mean? So cameras were cool and all that and all that shit and allowed me to write a book and use the platform to do things that other people would never know. Um, and I'm glad people like you, you know, I touched in a certain way and that sounds horrible, but... Um, yeah. You know, I'm glad you got something out of it. You know, I've got to speak to Fortune 500 companies. I've been able to do a lot of speaking engagements, writing books, and best-selling book out there. You know, I can tap to my resume. But at the end of the day, you know, it was all about helping kids, getting coaches jobs. And we had, you know, 13, 14 coaches get uh, university-level job jobs. And, you know, I, I won't change any of that. Um, and I would just say in closing that I've uh, – got an agent for Spree here in Darien so that I can negotiate with him how we're like the Beatles. <laughs> so I love I adding my that. shit into stuff I don't know. I appreciate that. Good job, brother. Hey, I appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Thank you, man. Any more questions out there? Go ahead, brother. Come on Come on up. up. Come on up. Yes, I'm a 34 I, long. You can go get my pants. I got to give me another drink any motherfucking way. There's <laughs> a buffalo what? on him. Coach Brown, I'm a quarterback guy. Curious about Malik, how you feel like you had any regrets with that, if you would have done anything differently, if you uh, maybe would have coached him uh, in the way that you wanted to, if you're happy with that. And then secondly, I'm curious, what's next for Coach Brown? Uh, you know, Malik Henry, man, I've, I've, I've known and raised and coached since he was a young kid. My mentor actually coached him since he was seven, eight years old. Um, so we obviously have a relationship. So people that see things on that film don't realize that me, his dad, himself, we had a relationship. So, you know, people that are closer talk to people certain ways. Um, you know, people don't show what we did on Sundays because they didn't film on Sundays. So they don't show me coaching at all. You know what I mean? They think I'm just some guy. You know, they, they, there's a comment out there. I don't watch film. Well, that fucking shot was filmed about two months before the first game. They make it act like it was the night before the game, and we get throttled. And, you know, he's out there talking about, I'm going to call the plays. That shit was also filmed differently. And so uh, if you know anything, you think I'm going to let a guy say, I'm going to fucking call the plays. I mean, yeah. I would have choked the fucker before that. But, you know, um, he did, uh, you know, he's at Nevada now. He started three games. He, you know, he got suspended for academics. I mean, that's his downfall. He's got to understand he's a college student and he's a student first and then an athlete. And you're at their fucking beckoning call. You got to play the game to graduate if you ever want to play a game on the field so you can go get money in at the NFL level. He's an NFL talent, but he's going to put his future in someone else's hands, which is unfortunate. And like I tell everybody, 
be the CEO of yourself. Because at the end of the day, if you don't know what the fuck it takes to graduate, if you don't know what it takes to... Just so you know, I spoke to 27 high schools across the country this year. And every time I come in, I introduce to everybody, I introduce myself, I have everybody raise their hand if they know exactly what it takes to graduate from that high school. All right? You know I never got one fucking guy to raise their hand? 27 high schools across the country. You're talking about 2,700 kids. Not one person knows how to graduate from a fucking high school. They don't know what the fucking core classes are. They don't know what the GPA based on the sliding scale is. Principal's uh, daughter. Prince. <laughs> they may know. Hey, you got counselors. You got these counselors. There's only one of us in each class. So you guys are all fucked. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's a result-oriented business. Hey, but you get you get you get you get these teachers that uh, or these counselors that they don't give a shit. They come in at eight o'clock. They get out at three o'clock. They go home, sip their coffee. You, you have and, to understand. I, I had my kids. goals. I had to get out by eighth period, and so. I laminated this really awesome picture of Farrah Fawcett, and I would tape it to her back. <laughs> Farrah Fawcett. Farrah Fawcett? Okay. Yeah. Okay. But no, I don't, I don't re- got your question, man. I don't, yeah. you know, I don't regret how I coached my league. We had our sessions on Sundays. We talked. Uh, you know, I had Coach Harris at the time uh, with the offense helping me out. And, you know, basically I, I was a play caller on game day. Coach Harris ran, uh, you know, he, he, uh, he put the plan together because I had so many other things going. Plus, when you got cameras and shit in your face and you're getting interviewed by every day, and uh, it became a little daunting. But, you know, Malik was who he was. I mean, sometimes you're damaged good. Sometimes you figure it out. I hope he figures it out. But, you know, um, you know, you know, Malik is just uh, he's, a, he's a kid that's trying to find his way. You know what I mean? And hopefully he does. And uh, hopefully Jay Norvell is a good friend. I hopefully he figures it out and <laughs> gives him a shot again. If he doesn't, he, he has to do what he has to do. So... Um, you know, it is what it is. But uh, what's in future for me? The second question, I think, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know where it is. I don't have a burning desire to coach right now. Um, but, you know, um, Coach Hagan here knows me. And, you know, I, I probably end up, that's what I am at the end of the day, helping kids and getting kids to the next level. That's always what I've thrived to being about. I'm a JUCO guy. You know, I don't have any 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 quarrels with not playing coaching D1. I mean, it is what it is. You gotta you gotta be in when you you gotta get in where you fit in, man. And and unless you GA or you do something at a younger age, you know, it's hard to get in that level. And regardless, of, you know, every coach in America knows who I am, but at the same time, uh, they're willing to give that shot to a guy that's a little rough around the edges that is gonna speak his mind. It's gonna get help kids out because all, at the end of the day, I'm about my kids, and I owe no thing. I know nothing to no one. And uh, all I answer to is those kids. And so, you know, you've never seen a kid bash me on social media. You know what I mean? So uh, I do right by those guys, and I I can sleep at night. Amy. It's not about winning and losses. You know what I mean? Yeah. Coach, I'll just say last thing, man. We all watched your show the week it came out. We all all coach high school ball. We saw our high school kids said, Hey man, why the fuck are y'all code? Why, why are y'all cussing so much this, this week, man? You guys are cussing like a motherfucker. I don't know why, but we have fun watching you, Coach. Appreciate you. <laughs> hey, I appreciate you guys, man. Thanks, guys. Right. Much love. Thanks, man. All right. Okay, so Amy here is gonna guys ask you to uh, listen to this author's story for a couple minutes. If everyone shuts up and listens to him, if hey, all you guys, all you youngsters, I'm old. I could die any moment. If you guys listen to him tell you five minutes how this book turned out, you don't have to buy the book. I'm not his agent. Or maybe, I'm not. Uh, But I'll buy everybody a premium shot if you get up here and listen. 
I'll buy a premium shot for everybody. Get it? You gotta get the whole group. Fuck it, they're just wasting time. They're millennials. <laughs> Go ahead, my man. Come on up, come on up. So tell them okay. if they come and listen to him talk about his book for about three minutes to get a premium shot. Yeah. In here. Yeah. You can go buy a house with this one, babe. Gotcha. Yeah. What's up with Stokey? As far as what? You got it. Okay. Oh, say, tell him that you bought a selfie with the founder of Crops. Yeah. And if anyone's shocked, come up here. I want this to be successful for a hardworking coach. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody in the bar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tell him just to bring it up. Bring it up here and listen to him. I want to tell him how he came to this book. Hey, Stogie's a... Hey, I get that shit a lot. A lot of women ask me that shit in public. They're like, what's up with Stogie? I don't give a fuck about you. Really get him on the mic. What's, what's your name? Oh, what? Coach Will so Vincent. Coach Will, Coach Will, man, Coach Will. Listen, yeah. this is a deal. Stogie, I don't know if you know who, uh, who Hulk is. Uh, most famous pit bull in the world. Stogie's obviously one of his kids. Um, he's not a blue. He's called a rarity. He has no blue in him, um, but he looks blue, um, and everybody trips out. He's about 110 pounds now, but I just got a girl for him. Um, you know, I learned a long time ago, brother, there's two things undefeated, IRS and pussy. Um, so, you know, uh, hey, to calm, to calm us down, males, you got to get a female. He's fucking calmed down quite a bit. He just turned two. Um, so he's, he's great, man. He's a fucking slapdick. Uh, there's no question about it. <laughs> but just so everybody in this room knows, my co-host, you know, Stogie sleeps under the desk while we're doing our show at my house back home. And uh, he, he fucks up after. The, he fucks up the podcast. That's what he does. Well, actually, he Fuck. fucks him. And then he sleeps. <laughs> and so... Um, you know, he, he, he has a problem. He has a problem um, with legs. Uh, if you guys have watched the show, the announcer of our show, Jeff Carpenter, um, you know, he, 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 I think he actually, uh, I think he actually violated his ass. He fucked Jeff Carpenter quite a bit. Um, well, I'm glad he just got my leg fucked. Yeah. Yeah, other than that, you got to fucking pay me. <laughs> Yeah. But he's a, he's a character, man. Got a lot of character, and that's all I, you know, I want a dog with character, and he's definitely that. And so, uh, but he's maturing a little bit, you know what I mean? Uh, he's getting bigger now. I don't know why he's taking a big growth spurt at fucking two years old now. All he, he's gained 15 pounds the last month, and I don't know. But uh, I got him a girl, so puppies will be coming soon. Yeah. Hopefully, he don't fucking hurt the dog or something. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate that. I'd also like to announce at this forum with these great men that I love that I'm getting married. Oh, shit. I can't figure it out because she's not born yet. (laughs) God damn. Hey, Bo Kelly. Last name Kelly. Well, shit. Let me make sure my daughter is safe. I just generally go in the neighborhood and give all the moms that have really cute babies tricycles. And we'll work our way from there. My daughters will be grandmothers by the time I get married again. <laughs> oh, I'm shit. no Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. No. Any more questions out there? You Mark, guys got any more questions? Anything? Go ahead, shoot it out there. Mark, be hey, I got my book on sale here, man. Hate me now, love me later. Number one bestseller. You guys are welcome. 25 bucks. I'm selling them and doing autograph, personalization, whatever you guys want. 
Um, it's also online. Um, yeah. Check out our, uh, our our store. Get a hey, DJ. sweater. Get you a slapdick sweater. Get you a There's sweater. definitely yeah. some slapdicks hey, out there. Um, I barely got mine, so please get yours. Well, you don't deserve one. Hey, our DJ. VIP. <laughs> yeah. Holiday in Spain. So if you yeah, read the book, you got to buy the book, man. You got to read that book. Yeah. You got it? You guys got it? Yeah. Hey. Hey. There's three things. You got a slap dick. You got a fuck stick. You got a shit bird. Shit bird, yeah. There's three, th- there's three levels There's levels this. to it. You, slap dick is a normal kid you coach. That's everybody. Yeah. You guys are slap dicks. Yeah. Guarantee Wait. you, you fucks are slap dicks. <laughs> I hope you're not a fuck stick. Um, but you guys are from far enough south that you even understand poop shoot. <laughs> hey, but once you become a fuck stick, I can try to work you back to being a slap dick. Right. But if you're a shit bird, you yes. ain't getting back to no, no slap no dick. No get back. No you're, get back. Shit birds are usually uh, who they are. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Shit no birds get, get you fired. Shit birds, get <laughs> yeah. fired. shit birds will ruin your job. I work with shit birds. But what, here's what you also need Spring to know. Spring here does probation. I, 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 uh, yeah, here's what you also need to I know. I work with shit birds. If you're having sex and you're absolutely digging it, but your your girl has a little pH problem, all you like is doggy style, then you should have that little thing on you, that little flask that makes it not smell like a toilet. <laughs> where are your Crocs while you're doing doggy style, please? Again, Very antimicrobial. You, you get a lot of grit. <laughs> Again, Manscaped uh, Tildo's is my next venture. Show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it is open mic. <laughs> He's had a little bit more, too much Tito. <laughs> Remember, I'm post-editing this shit. <laughs> but any last words, Darian? Coach Hagen is here. He's on, he's on a, we're going to go get ready to go watch this game. I'm going to bring on two more guests for uh, with me, uh, and we'll get to I got Clemson. Okay. Dabo's ten and one versus SEC. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a better like that. I'm just. Yeah, I'm just gonna he, win. He not. A, I just got him winning. I don't he's know. not a better, but he lose all his money on draft fucking kings because the motherfucker don't know how to pick shit. Hey, I won two grand the other day, so don't don't hate. After losing ten, so how much? How much is that? Does anyone want to know my bet? <laughs> what you got, Bo? I bet I'm going to have some pussy at my mansion. Oh, shit, Bo, can I ride with you? <laughs> hey, it's a result-oriented business, George. I'm, I'm rolling with Bo. I'm rolling with Bo. Head of the class. Coach Brown. <laughs> you rolling what? I'm rolling with Bo, man. What are you going to do? I, I, I don't fire get it. Coach Brown. I don't get it, though. You know. Just the scraps will be spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kelsey, this motherfucker's married. Hey. But he's on live fucking broadcast with me. I'm keeping this shit in the fucking... Hey, Kelsey, I edit this motherfucker, so you know that's not going to be in there. <laughs> oh, it's going to be in there, Alex. <laughs> Man. George, I appreciate you coming on, man. I appreciate, appreciate you oh, having yeah. me. And I appreciate oh, your yeah. message. And then all of our joking aside, this is a great man. No, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Coach Harris, come on up, man. Keith, come on up, man. Come chill. We just chilling. In, in, independence in the house. Independence fires. Let's chill. go. So... <laughs> <laughs> Just send me what you like and I'll figure it out. Okay. I'll take care of you. Alright. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> Fucking with this slide dick. Yeah, what's up?
We only got a few minutes, uh, Coach Brown, man. We got a few minutes, dog. All right. What time is it? It's shit. It's says eat time, game time, drunk time, and I'm going to hang out with Bo because we heading out. You know, we're going to do our thing. Uh, what's your thing? I don't get it. Let me let you know. You don't worry about that. You please don't worry about that shit. Please don't worry about that. Hey, man, we're, back at the, so we're back on the Slap Dick Podcast, uh, bringing to you a couple special guests, man, dear friends of mine. They're head coach now at Independence, uh, Coach Kiyoshi Harris, and uh, defensive line coach, uh, California Compton legend, uh, yes. Keith Donerson. Uh, they're on the show. I appreciate you guys coming on, man. Um, you know, this will be out there. It's one of the most watched podcasts right now going on, so I don't know why, but fuck it. I'm just a slap dick. Um, <laughs> so I'm glad to come to Nashville and have you You're guys on. You're just a bitch-ass nigga. Yeah, well, we're going to have actually, yeah, we're yeah. we're going to have him on. Uh, what's his name? Who that? Blackson? Michael Blackson? Yeah, Michael we get Blackson. Michael Blackson on We're actually going to have weeks. him on with Michael Rapport next week, so yeah. you guys stay tuned. Um, so if you ever watch Fridays, uh, that's who it'll be. Uh, yeah. Um, we'll have them on, and it'll probably be another slapdick situation. Oh, yeah. But, uh, man, Kiyoshi, good to see you, you and Keith. Uh, it's always oh, good it's to always. see lifelong <laughs> friends. Um, how, how, you know, everybody probably want to know, man, how the season go? How was it without the cameras? Um, was it was it relative to uh, can you compare it with the cameras or you don't even have to speak on that? How 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 the season go as your first year in the Jayhawk and in a competitive G, uh, JUCO conference? Um, how'd you guys like it? Uh, well, it was peaceful <laughs> ahead, without yeah. cameras. Yeah. Coach uh, Keith on the mic. Yeah, it was peaceful without the cameras. Uh, you know, I appreciate you know having a show brought a lot of attention, but uh, this year. I think without the cameras, it was a little more, kids was a little more focused. You can see before the games, it was like Soul Train with, with the cameras. Yeah. And this year, the kids were more focused. They had their own iPods and things. But, you know, as you know, JB, we, we love having fun. So the kids still were, you know, they had the swag, had yeah. fun, but they were a little more focused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coach Harris? Oh, man. You know how it goes, but Han, you know. <laughs> It's rough. Uh, I'm just sitting back here just thinking about all the stuff you guys just said. On the- <laughs> don't worry. You can't no, get fired. Don't worry about that, Nobody, coach. Nobody in Independence will ever yeah, listen to this. Podcast, don't worry man. about that, Coach. <laughs> nah, just, yeah. just following the footsteps of Coach Brown. No You'll doubt be okay. about it, man. I'm still tripping off. What's his name, Bo? Bo, yeah. Oh, but George, George, George. George, 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 George. Yeah. Oh, man. No, it was good, though. We, uh, we finished season eight and two. We won the conference, and, you know, we kind of kept things moving from when, you know, departure of JB. And, you know, it was an interesting year, I, could, I think, because everything kind of fell into place in the right time. And, you know, our kids were, you know, like what Keith was saying, and, you know, of course you guys were saying, there's a huge difference with the cameras there compared to when they're not there. You know, the cameras did a lot, good for, a lot of good for us at the same time. You know, I got asked the same question, you know, about from Netflix when they came out that weekend. You know, in some ways, as you look back at it, when you have the cameras every day, compared to when you don't have the cameras every day, it's a little bit of a distraction. But like you said earlier, JB, we all know what we signed up for. So, you know, it was a lifelong uh, experience. It's something we can remember the rest of our lives. And, you know, now it's it's about coaching football. Yeah, we all got broad shoulders. That's why we coach it and take it on. So um, I thought you guys did a good job, man. I was staying tuned with it. I was doing a lot of other shit, but I was always going to stay tuned to – my folks and uh you know i appreciate uh you guys continuing the legacy and and uh representing that i mean shit you know I, as you guys know i put a lot of blood sweat and tears into that place and we built it and keith was with me when we got there we painted and and built and uh 
You know, they got to they had to adhere to me ripping and yelling and cussing and doing what I had to do. But at the end of the day, you know, I wanted the best for these guys, coaches, players, and everything. And uh, you know, some people bought in, some people didn't. And uh, <clears throat> you know, hopefully, uh, Coach Harris has a new uh, regime, and and hopefully, he can get the, the most out of that place and uh, and continue to have success. And now it's a you know, it's a it's a world known place, and it's a it's a it's the country's. Uh, top JUCO. So for all you uh, young kids out there that want to go to a JUCO that has to go get developed, whether it's mentally, physically, or or shit, or spiritually, you know you got to go to a JUCO. That's the JUCO, and you guys got to understand that it's a it's a world known uh, uh, name, Dream U, and it's on the map. And you guys uh, want to get graduated and get a D1 scholarship, you better go uh, look it up and look up Coach Harris and Coach Donerson at, at Independence. Uh, Coach Karras, give a give your handle. What's your what's your social media handle? Uh, you and Coach D give drop drop your social media so you guys make sure you follow Coach Harris and Coach Donison on social media for you guys out there listening. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, uh, Twitter handle: Indy Football Head Coach. Indy Football. Football being F B. Head Coach being H C. So Indy F B H C. No underscore nothing. No underscore, no nothing. So nice capital F B, capital H C. Uh, oh yeah. Huh? At Indy? No, no, just Indy. Just Indy? Yeah, Indy. Make sure you follow Coach Harris on social media. Coach Donerson, give it a shout Coach out. Coach Donerson on Twitter is uh, at Coach Donerson, D-O-N-E-R-S-O-N. That's so you guys out there don't know, Coach Donerson coached Richard Sherman. He's coached a lot of NFL greats at Compton Dominguez. And so his reputation precedes itself. So make sure you guys, you guys want to go get coached up. Go check him out. Make sure you guys want to, uh, you go, you know, put some hard work in. And uh, at the end of the day, um, it'll pay off. So, oh yeah, uh, Coach Donison, how was it, man? How, how was it uh, running stretch lines without me yelling? <laughs> oh, no, there you go. no, man, we we miss you. You know, you 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 basically developed a foundation there. We didn't have a weight room. Got a weight room. We didn't have a locker room. You, Did you repaint you the weight room, room, Keith? You know you heard my fucking voice yelling at you. I saw some pictures. I was like, God damn, why is that no, motherfucker so Paul helped up? me with, I mean, uh, uh, Big. I was going to text Kyoshi, like, why the fuck the ladders ain't been painted? <laughs> yeah, Big Bob helped me with, with uh, painting the weight room with the least. But we, we'd have a weight room. We got a weight room. We'd have a locker room. You got us a locker room. We'd have a field to practice on. Practice field. Got a practice field. So we basically laid down the foundation of the program we have today. No, I appreciate it. How was uh, how's the new equipment room, man? I know Coach Harris gave oh, me man. a shout out, but we got an equipment room. We got an equipment room right before we left. Unfortunately, before my my de- departure. I appreciate that, man. That was, uh, that was a blessing right there. We got an equipment room. We got a rail system, just like Oregon, just like all the big schools. We got a railing system donated, and uh, and I never got to see it, unfortunately. So Coach Harris sent me a fucking tweet of it. Uh, you know, he never invited me, but he fucking sent me a tweet of it. And, uh, I wouldn't invite your ass neither. Yeah, but you're a slap dick. So, you know, uh, how, how was Shit. that? How, how's it, how, is it useful as I thought? Oh, yeah, man. It's everything what you expected it to be. It's, it's a great thing. I'll send you some more pictures. I got to hire an equipment guy right now. Oh, though. man. Uh-oh. I got to. <laughs> I need an equipment guy. So, so you know, I'm not going to tell the whole story to the world, but this oh, is going to yeah. be oh, this is gonna have be an interesting story. Only me and Spree know this story because it happened two nights ago. Oh, shit. So we're out smoking a cigar in front of the Grand Opry in Nashville, and a lady comes up and wants to take a picture of me, and she's a huge fan. 
And we start to bullshit and talk, and she is Dan Quinn's number one assistant. <laughs> and we said, oh, shit. And she came to me with a story, and I'm going to save that story for off the yeah, okay. air. But go. Coach Harris is going to have a real kick out of this one. And uh, Coach Donaldson has his too. hands over his eyes, and we're going to talk about it off the air. But yeah. just so you know, Coach DJ. Harris had a good equipment guy. Uh, he thought he did. I thought he did. Everybody thought he did. But <laughs> apparently there's some uh, something out there, controversial, that I just found out about. So, <laughs> hey, it is what it is. It's JUCO, and it's JUCO for a reason in all fucking aspects. So, uh, Coach Harris, I want to know, you're an O-line guy. Uh, I met a guy from Great Falls the other day. Great Falls, Montana? Great Falls, Montana. Uh -huh. And uh, what is, who, give me your top uh, three offensive linemen, a history of football. What, who are your top three old linemen that ever played? Man, shoot. One of Shit, you might, be the, you might be the top one with your 350-pound ass. <laughs> Remember, you play linebacker at 200 pounds, homie. You are 300 Man. pounds at 5'8". Man, I Yoshi's like 400 pounds at 5'7". Oh, here, here we go. Here we go, man. Now, give me your top, top three O-line. All those guys want to know who's your O-line I'm, I'm, hey, guy. I'm, I'm taking three from the Inland Empire right now, just because oh, they're representing. Shit. I'm taking Anthony Munoz. Yeah. Kyle. There you go, Anthony Munoz. There you go, Kyle Turley, Kansas City Chief, New Orleans Saints. Ram. Ty yep, Tyron Smith, baby. Three Inland Empire guys. Dallas Cowboy, tackle. There we go. Oh, there you go. Oh, uh, yeah, you Baselli. Good, good pick, Baselli. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Keith, oh, top three D linemen ever. Ever. Now, you can even use a hybrid. If you want to use Lawrence Taylor, you can. It's cheating, but uh, I don't know. I'm sure you'll probably use Reggie White, but who, who's your top Lawrence three? Lawrence Taylor would be number one. Yeah. Uh, I got to meet him, man. He's a cool dude. Uh, Reggie White is two. And Deacon Jones. Deacon Jones. Ooh, Fearsome foursome. Yep. You can argue and pick all four of those guys. Yep. Coach Hagan, the best running back of all time. Who's your top three? Walter Payton. Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders Wichita North High School. <laughs> Eric Dickerson. Eric Dickerson, so you know, is Coach Brown's number one pick. Um, I think he was uh, ahead of the game. I'm going to go uh, E.D. I'm going to go uh, Earl Campbell. And I'm going to go um, Barry Sanders. Well, you can't go without the top three quarterbacks. So it's there your you choice now. My top three is Troy Aikman, Dan Marino, and John Elway. Ooh, okay. That's a good one. That's solid. Of all time, yep. Dan Marino never won. And uh, Elway won late. Aikman won three. What do you guys think about uh, Jimmy Johnson and Bill Cowher being inducted live on TV to the Hall of Fame? They deserve Long time it. coming. Long time coming. Yeah. You know that uh, I got some uh, trivia for you. Jimmy Johnson got inducted yesterday to the Hall of Fame, but he's yet to be inducted to the Dallas Cowboy Hall of Fame. You guys know that shit? <laughs> wow. <laughs> you just put it out there, though. One more time. Shit? Wow. So Jimmy Johnson is not a, a Cowboy Hall of Famer, but he is a NFL Hall of Famer. So go figure that shit out. Jerry Jones better step your game up and uh, figure this shit out. Um, How about them Titans? Man. <laughs> hey, this is the thing. I told people they're going to be a tough fucking out. Obviously, I'm good friends with Eddie George. Uh, Eddie George was on the podcast. Um, 
you know, Eddie's top, guess what? Eddie's number one running back, man, is, is a guy that went to Compton College, Hugh McElhaney, uh, played with my dad at Compton. So it was on the show. Plus, uh, his number two is Emmitt Smith. Um, fuck, which was shocking to me. I thought Emmitt Smith had a hell of a whole line, but he said he didn't. He didn't agree. He thought he was he was still a, a grinder and never played hurt. And I mean, he always played hurt and never uh, never set out. So he thought Emmitt Smith was. So you got to go with a, a Heisman Trophy winning guy like Eddie George's word. But Eddie George and uh, Henry are similar in the running. I think Eddie George had a, had a sit down with Henry, uh, with Derrick Henry, and they talked. And he said, "Man, you run physical." And I think the Titans have the best old line in football. Uh, it's been proven over the last few weeks. I think Vrabel gives a lot of attitude. I saw him cussing out one of their DBs yesterday while they were up 20, and he was like, shut the fuck up and I quit like, talking. I like that. And uh, I, I felt that. And, uh, you know, he, uh, the players play for him, man. I don't think they want to test him. I think they're bought in. He's a Belichick guy that beat Belichick. And, uh, I got you know, I expect uh, if he can control the line of scrimmage with the Chiefs next week, I think the Titans win. Uh, if, the, if the Chiefs have more snaps, I think the Chiefs win. So it comes down to that old line in the run game for Tennessee. Um, and, uh, you know, I picked the Seahawks Chiefs in the Super Bowl, so I'm going to stick with the Chiefs. I'm going to stick with the Chiefs. But um, we're here in Nashville, unfortunately, so I might get fucking egged. <laughs> um, but... Uh, <laughs> But Derrick Henry in the O-line, I think, is the best in football. My good friend, so you guys know out there, is the running back coach at the Tennessee Titans. His name is Tony Dews. He's a good friend of mine. Uh, me and Keith and Kelsey know him well. He's a good dude. And he's done a hell of a job with Derrick Henry, the leading rusher in the NFL. And, uh, hey, they got to go to Arrowhead and, and, and win a game in a in hostile environment. And uh, if anybody could do it, I think Vrabel and the Titans can. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a toss-up. I don't think the Packers can beat the Niners. I think they got blown out already by the Niners in Frisco. So they're going to have a repeat. So we'll see if Aaron Rodgers is as good as he is. Uh, and we'll see uh, Super Bowl be interesting, to say the least, without the Patriots being in it. So um, I don't know, Spree, your thoughts. Um, but you guys can give us uh, your pick. Who you guys pick next week uh, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the NFC and AFC championship games? Go Rams. Hey, check this out. Go Rams. I had a question. Fuck all the football shit. I had a question. I'm 42 fucking years old. I'm going to be a coach now. You guys inspire me to be a fucking coach. I got oh, three shit. coaches up here. You know, some coaches down there. What can I do to be a coach? Or what do I need to practice in or, or study to be a fucking coach at 40 fucking two? Well, wish in one hand and shit in the other one. I don't want your answer. First. Uh, that's number one. Yeah, I don't want your answer. And then answer. Keith and Kelsey, I'll let you guys talk and, and fill this motherfucker with some fucking pipe dreams. I'm a linebacker. I'm a linebacker. No more than this motherfucker not even watching football, but go ahead. <laughs> I think the first thing you would probably uh, just think about, man, is just don't chase the money. Just chase the passion that you have. And whether it be Pop Warner, Junior All-American, or high school, junior college, four-year level, man, just go find a place where, you know, you feel comfortable, you can learn from guys around you, you're going to have a good time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. First thing I think, you should be able to be a mentor because most of the players you coach are, their football careers are going to be over. Yeah. You know, once high school, a lot of kids' careers are over. Junior college, sometimes situation, same thing. So what you teach them during football is going to represent them for life. Yes. Like being able to carry a job, be able to finish school, be able to take care of family. So being a mentor, like when I was first started coaching, I'm old, I'm 53. So we didn't have YouTube. We had yeah. to go to clinics, buy books. Yeah. But now as a coach learning the, you know, learning the fundamentals of things of coaching, all you have to do is look at YouTube or the internet 
and you learn a lot. But my main thing is being a mentor, like with Coach Brown, Coach Harris, they all represent, we talk about football all the time, but we raising guys to be young men. Oh yeah. And to be, be productive in life, be, be able to take care of themselves, then be able to take care of their families, and eventually to make enough money, they can take care of their parents. Oh, so that's, yeah. that, that's what I believe in. All right. All right. Appreciate you, George. See you later, George. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's good right there, Coach Keith. I thought about getting into it, you know what I mean? But I, that's what I do as a probation officer is deal with these kids. So we all kind of deal with them on that shit, somewhere in that same level shit. Well, I appreciate us inspiring you, but... It's just, uh, I gotta keep it real. You just stick to fucking producing and be my co-host, and let's go from there. So anyway, moving on amicably, uh, where's the fucking best cigar bar in Nashville? Because uh, that's where we're about to hit, and we're gonna go watch this game, and uh, we're about to get on this private jet and fly to this game and see this game, and uh, it'll be an interesting one. I got Clemson in this one. Uh, but for all you guys, Manscaped being a sponsor, you guys, uh, Nashville has been real. I appreciate you guys having us. And by the book, Hate Me Now, Love Me Later, check out our slapdick gear on CoachJBStore.com. And, uh, you know, for Coach Harris at Independence, you guys out there, look him up, uh, ndcc.edu, and follow him on uh, Twitter and Instagram, Coach Donison. Follow him on Instagram and Twitter. And we got one last question by Mr. George. Holiday in Spain. Holiday, Holiday in Spain, Spain is a song that uh, our guest George had on, the inventor of Crocs. Yes. And he's going to play a song that I'm going to listen to, and hopefully it makes me some money. So <laughs> for Coach Harris, I appreciate you coming on. Coach Donison and for Spree, yes, Spreewell sir. Inc. And the real Coach JB, uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram. And like I said, uh, enjoy the national championship. You guys be safe. Um, We'll holler at you. Peace. Peace. Good. The tacos getting close. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Just 20 minutes ago. That motherfucker long winded. What do you got to do? Long winded. Short stroke. <laughs> I've got no place to go, but there's a girl waiting for me down in Mexico. She's got a bottle of tequila bottle of gin and if I bring a little music I could fit right in we got airplane rides we got California drowning out the window side we've got big black cars and we got stories how we slept with all the movie stars I may take a holiday in Spain leave my wings behind me Drink my words down the drain Fly away to somewhere new Hop on my choo-choo I'll be an engine driver in a bunny suit If you dress me up in pink and white We may be just a little fuzzy about it later tonight She's my angel A little better than the one That used to be with me Cause she liked to scream at me 
little 